Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And welcome to the big show. Sitting into my right, uh, the incomparable Seth Goldberg. Um, Seth is doing the board today, and uh, guess who showed up? <laughs> Look who's here. It's Joshy Josh. I'm back. Wow. Orange Josh, as we like to call him. Daily Orange Josh. Daily maybe that, Orange Maybe Josh. that's why I didn't come last Tuesday. Because I don't say daily, but I just call you Orange Josh? Yeah. Well, well there's... I mean, there's a lot Josh of reasons why Josh. I didn't come Tuesday. I'm going to add that as one of them. You know what? It was pretty funny. <laughs> the boys all... You know, I mean, you're like the clean Marine of the group. So when you didn't show, didn't text, didn't call, did anything, most of us right away went, hey, I hope he's okay. You know, like, did something happen to him? Then I turned around and went, wait a minute. And they all go, oh, you know what? He probably has off from school right now for Thanksgiving. So he went home and I went... So you don't call or text that you're not going to come? Now you walk in just laughing at me, going, nah, I didn't even wake up until after 11 that day. <laughs> and? Out? I mean, strip clubs? Where are we going? What are we doing? what I do last Monday night? Yeah. Uh, I went to a bar in the center of my town and like, watched Monday Night Football with my friends. I wouldn't, it wasn't like... You were, home, wa- were you home or were you here at, <laughs> yeah, in the circus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was in Massachusetts. Okay. So I just didn't... T- I forgot to text you on Monday that I... Was your plan? Was your plan to come come do the show, and you just got smashed, or like were you going to come no. home, or you just I was were in never going to? So you, gonna... you were doing the show no matter. You you right. you, I you just knew. Forgot. Yeah. You knew you weren't coming. Right, and I just forgot. To I see how. It... Now I want to go to you guys. You said everyone's all worried if I'm okay. I didn't get a text from anyone asking if I was okay either. If well, you were wondering if I was okay at like ten fifteen, like, oh, did you get in a car crash on the way here? No one texted me. Paulie said he texted you afterwards, after the show, to say, hey, are you all right? Yeah, you, have you even look at him. He's pulling his phone up like he did. <laughs> no I, text from Paulie? Oh, uh, we're looking, we're looking. Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, nope. we're, we're doing a show, nope. so I'm, you know, we're not going to, I don't even have your number, so. You know, no I, text from Paulie. I'm not on that big list. I don't get the number. <laughs> I don't get the big number. So. I think I have your number. Yeah, see? So you could have texted me to say you're not coming. No, I could have. Yeah. Polly okay. could have texted me and asked if I was alive. All right, so you screwed up. Yeah. There you go. All right, I like it. My first demerit. Resolution. It's not your first demerit. <laughs> so, uh, and so we don't have Paulie the Mole. He's not here today. K-Rock Josh is uh, uh, in Utica doing a show. Paulie is at some, like, big Utica meeting. And there's been, you know, I don't get to go in. I'm like the... Uh, um, what would you call? I'm, I'm like a hitman. You know, they call me in when they need me. No one sees me. No, I don't talk to anybody here. They don't tell me anything. So then they have all these different meetings, in which then they come out to me and tell me all what I have to do, what I don't have to do. But I'm I'm not privy to any of it with the great Ed Levine, the, the big the big man, the eye in the sky. So I guess yesterday um, Sky Ed came in and just lopped off heads. You know, when you just clean house, <laughs> when you walk in, you head coach, you know, defensive offense coordinator, all the assists, everyone gone, you know. Now, he didn't literally fire everybody, but 
I, I guess it was just, just a, a brain bashing. He just let everybody have it for whatever the reasons are. I, I don't even know all the reasons. All I know is that I thought we would discuss, and, 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 and Seth was in the meeting, and he walks in, and he goes, yeah, no, I'm not talking about any of that. <laughs> not, not even, he's not even going to look at me. He's, not gonna, he's acknowledging nothing. He was in the meeting. There were body parts. There was blood and hair everywhere. It was nasty. You hate to hear that. You know, sometimes you got to clean it out. Sometimes you just got to clean it out. You know, there's an infection and you got to get in, you got to dig in deep with a scalpel and cut all around it and get in there deep and then clean it out and let it heal up. See, so. I feel like Seth's letting you down. I feel like Polly, you usually entice Polly into talking about something you're yeah, not supposed that, to. I'm, I'm not, nope. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sitting I, here. I, th- I, think, I think that, now here's the translation I'm going to take even from that. This is my understanding of physical behavior. As a human being who for a living portrays others, let me tell you, as I, I'm going to give him the Vulcan oh, no. mind probe. I'm going to go in there. Uh, what are, what, okay, why I is just, your hand I, on I, my head? I, I, put, <laughs> I, I put my hand on your head so I can I pull confirmation in that I'm right. So Seth went in the meeting. Ed went nuts. Paulie took a brunt of it. Seth, you know, sometimes if you're right, it's, it depends on how far you are from the grenade. Paulie was, uh, was right next to the grenade. Seth was back there far enough that you know pieces of it dinged him and cut him up, and but not he's not going to bleed to death or anything. So he wants to stay in that position. He right got hit now. with Polly's arm and it scarred him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the pain he feels really is Polly's fingers blew up his hand and hit Seth in the eyes. So Seth is looking at his face. He continues just to look at the screen. He's typing. He's looking at things. He's doing his show now. He's getting his show. No, right. I was asked. I was asked the question before the show and. Ah, all right. So I think it, taking I, care of some some. Office business. Yeah, you yeah, take care of some loose Somebody, Somebody's asking me questions about how we can make money. I, I got to help them out. Yeah, yeah, take care you know, of that. that kind of stuff. Do, you exactly. get a, do you get a consulting fee? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, let me be your agent. It's stuff from the yes. meetings, Daniel. Sure. It's just, he's handling stuff from the meeting. So we got, we've got we got a new guy. Um, we got Nicky Caps, uh, like ne- Nicky the kneecapper. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pro from a kneecapping family. That's all I can say. And a Nikki Caps is going to come in. He's going to do so what with us in segment number two against Forrest. So there, there is some rumors that Nikki is trying to steal Forrest's job. So Nikki and Forrest, they're going to do two so what's each, and then they're going to do a wild card so what. And we're going to do our normal so what to it. But then we're also going to put in some type of a vote on what kind of effort this was. Caps crushed Forrest the first time they did this. Crushed him. Forrest came up with stuff of offensive linemen from the Titans. Had diaper rash, and he suspended. So, so yeah, that was the kind of stuff we got out of Forrest. Um, so we got so what in segment two. Um, then I want to talk SU football. Obviously, now we're talking bowl projections and and uh, all the rumors. Do we know who on. won the or who lost the season thing? Have we checked that? Like who had the worst record? Well, we're going on and on through basketball. And- oh, I th- I thought you guys did a season thing though. Like when you picked oh, the four, 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 yeah, yeah, we did, we did, yeah. we did, we did. I yeah, picked them yeah. for five and six, five and seven. Yeah, I had them. So I, 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 didn't lost, e- right? I didn't even have them bowl eligible. Oh, you didn't? No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Listen, we're gonna, and we're going to talk about that too because no one agrees with me, and, and and you can be another one that doesn't agree with me. But if they go in and they beat somebody big, big enough, like West Virginia, or they beat somebody that's ranked in the bowl game. Do we have the coinage to hold on to Dino Babers, or has he gone to Florida State or wherever? It's one of these big places that opens up. He's he's not leaving. I don't think he's leaving. No. I, I, listen, I want to believe. I want to believe. I not. I had John Wildhack on the show. I said to John, I said it's not just a contract for him. You got you listen. You got to pay the assistants. You got to pay the assistant coaches, so money has to be made available. 
But number two, you look at the Louisville coach who's, the Louisville coach who's making six million last year. Six million dollars. So again, I, I'm not Dino Babers. I don't know what is on his mind. I don't know how his wife feels about snow. I don't know. You know what I mean? There's a lot of factors. My wife hates the snow. She wants to go visit it with a pair of skis on for a weekend and drink a glass of cognac and go back to Florida. So it's a rough sell for my wife. She goes back and forth to Florida a lot. Um, she does not like the weather here, period. You know, and that's a factor. And and when you're recruiting, you know, it was funny because we were talking about certain universities that I think even the hierarchy at Syracuse would not have a, a problem with. If you tell Dino Babers that you're going to offer him the head coaching job at Florida State or Miami, he's gone the next day. The 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 legendary recruiting classes that those two schools have and how much easier it is to take an A-list five-star athlete and get him to go to one of those nine universities down there. But the, the that, problem is that Florida State's not changing their coach. Well, I'm just saying, it, well, listen, that was up in the air. They, you know, just, so, and, and they, so did, they just solidified that three right, weeks ago. Right. Dino Babers <laughs> was number two on that list. Yeah. So ESPN projected him to be the number two candidate for the Florida State job should they fire him. To me, him. it's the other factors that you have to consider. They have to buy out Babers' contract, whatever that is. We don't even really, I, I don't think we know what that is, right? We don't know how many years he has left and how many think, millions of dollars it is, but yeah. that's a buyout that needs to happen, and then you got to pay him big. Right. That's a lot to right. get if, him but, 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 after but remember, one year. But remember something. They're not buying out the head coach at Notre Dame. They're buying out the head coach at Syracuse. So it's fair to say that his contract is $2 million a year for a couple more years. And you're talking about schools that pay seven. We- so they don't care about the money if they want the guy. When, you're, when you've lost and you're not, nationally, not even nationally ranked as a team that's used to being in the top 10 year in and year out, you'll spend $20 million to get that guy. You will. So don't we know we, we know this and and we know that as of two years ago he was getting paid two and a half million dollars right factor in that he's probably getting raises each of these yeah. years that's that seems pretty standard in the coaching right. industry right so maybe he's at two eight three mm-hmm. and it was reported that it's a six year deal so he's in year three of a six year deal so if he's got three million dollars a year let's just say for the next three years it's nine million dollars that you would have to buy out in theory right plus however much you're gonna pay well but hang on a second. So you're you're automatically assuming that um, if another team takes him, that you have to give Syracuse that money. That's not a fact. That's not a fact. Listen, if he turns around, so let's let's say for argument, so let's play this out. Let's say it's Florida State, and Florida State says we really want you. Dino Babers doesn't have to give any money back to Syracuse. He quits. I'm leaving, and you don't have to pay his contract anymore. So. No one has to buy out his contract to Syracuse. If Florida State's are going to pay him nine million a year for him to come down there, he walks away from Syracuse and takes the nine million a year. The only way you got to buy a guy out is if you fire him, and then you may have to owe him the obligation that you had on six years. But not if he walks and goes. So to he him. can just leave on the contract, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. What What Josh is saying, and and I think this is fairly common practice yeah. is that uh-huh. the, the 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 team that goes and poaches somebody right. has to find a way a, right. a legal way out of a contract right. and so, the, so the, the so the, legal ways to so, pay it. So yeah. so so the school Florida State takes the remaining three million a year and sends it to Syracuse and says thank you for letting us have him. Well hang on a second. I don't believe that that happens all the time. I don't. I don't think that you want a coach that doesn't want to be here. And if he turns around and goes to the A D and says, I got an opportunity you I can't imagine that the school is not going to say, 
hey man, you know that's a great opportunity. Go ahead and go. You know, so I I, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. The weird part of it is that it doesn't normally happen at this level, right? Like it, it doesn't normally happen at like the Power Five level. It's not typically a Power Five coach leaving. It's typically Syracuse took Dino Babers from Bowling Green. Right. They've got to compensate Bowling Green. Right. 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 That's like it's not normally. Hey, it's a team in your conference. Like, go compensate the school in your conference. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Um, you know, again, it, it's all it's all speculation. All I can all I can go by. Listen, I want nothing more than a guy that's as smart as him, that has done, had been as continually not just at Syracuse but successful. Um, I think you also put yourself in a position if you are Dino Babers, and. Syracuse is not the end-all, be-all job, which he could turn Syracuse into a top 15 power for many, many years. Will we threaten to win a national title year in and year out? I don't know. That's a hard recruit here comparatively, so I don't know that we'll do that. But we could be a tough program, and we could be up in the rankings every year. You know, he has to win eight, nine games every year. Now, there lies the, the pressure of, you know, the old adage, should I stay or should I go? How long do you maintain a nine-win season? How many how many years do you have to do that? If opportunities open and you know that's where you'd rather be anyway. So he's he's coming, maybe not this year, but certainly by next year, particularly if he wins eight or nine again next year, which what's the expectation level going to be here? What, what, how, do you, how do you say whether... So if he wins six next year and goes to a bowl game again, is everyone in Syracuse going, yay? I think it, depend, it, it really depends on what games you win or lose. Water finds its level a little bit, and you play Florida State next year, and they're good again, and you lose that game in Tallahassee. That's right. fair, you, and that's a win off of this year. If Louisville turns it around with the new head coach and gets good again, and you're playing there, and you're playing there, and you lose, you know, the, right? The schedule, I think, next year just has to be harder. Which, which, which is again, all all I go. I don't, I don't know Dino Babers. I don't know what he's thinking. Again, I just look at um the the. the you start out doing off-Broadway theater, then finally you get a couple of good gigs, then you do a few commercials. People go, hey, you're the Cheetos guy. But now you're on a TV series and you're and you're recurring every three episodes. Then you're on a regular TV series. Then you get your first movie role. Then you're a middle-range movie actor. Then suddenly you're the lead in movies and people are paying you a couple million bucks or more and you're doing well and you have a nice 10-year run, a 20-year run at it. And, blah, blah. and then you start to regress. You're, 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 you know, you're the guy in the back who's the colonel going, get them boys. And the young kid is the kid who stars in the movie, but you have a nice career of it. When you look at the career so far, as I analyze it, he's gone from one small football university that you know he's gone to now a Mac school and had success. He moves up to the ACC at Syracuse, certainly not usually the cream of the crop in, in the ACC, and he's now ranked. If your move is that you want to go on to do, you know, be in the in the uh, Dabo Sweeney, you know, in, in that category, that you know, now they're talking about Mac coming back and coaching, you know, guys who have had thirty year careers and fifteen of them have been with a major university where they were nationally ranked. I don't know that there's not one more step for him, you know, that he calls Florida home. If he gets the opportunity to coach at the University of Florida. I think he's going, and 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 even Paulie sat with me, who argued with me about this several times. And he went, "Yeah, if it's one of like eight or nine programs." I thought I, USC was the job. You thought <laughs> I thought USC was the one. Well, uh, but it's not uh, coming uh, open, right? Uh, and but there was one Good too next year. But yes. but but you know what though? Do you not go to USC? No, you do. You do. Of course, but you the go thing to USC. Is, is none of those jobs are open this year. 
I, I, I get that. I get that. There's a couple that they're talking about. Like, for instance, now, for me personally, Jim Harbaugh took this job. There's been, they're a good program. Do you go to Stanford? Is Stanford not a move up? Mm. You don't think it's a move up from Syracuse? I don't know. Not this year, maybe ranking wise. I don't know. I think that. Ooh. I think that. I think that Syracuse. They and pay what their coach trying, nine million. By the way, you have to reinvent your recruiting there, though. Yes. You go in with a and I think, personnel that's not ready for you at all. And Dino Babers has said this before, <coughs> but they <clears throat> they he sees this as an East Coast <clears throat> Stanford. Like it, it could be at that like private university major right. conference. Right. He says he sees similarities, and that could be the comparison. And if he turns this into Stanford when they're winning eight and nine games a year, you take it and you run. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I I don't know the answer to that question. There, there's multiple programs. <clears throat> pardon me, where I've said, I think he goes the minute they offer to him. I think any of the three major Florida schools he's going, Miami, Florida State, Florida, he would go. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't think. You go to one of those schools, um, uh, like a, a Mississippi or a Mississippi State or anything like that. Um, but I think that uh, there's there's certainly a few schools, and then you start looking at some of the Pac-10 schools. Arizona's going to probably open up. Do you go again? Remember the weather you're recruiting in too, and the guys, the talent base out of California, Texas. Arizona's know. an interesting one because he coached there. Right, and he has he, he has connections. There. Right, Arizona, I think, is a special case. But yeah, like. That's one that, you that, would that, jo- that job's going to open up. Let's go to break. We'll come right back and we'll play So What with the Ignats boys. I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, we've got a So What showdown again. We've got uh, Forrest Gump, Neil Bodeker. And he's going to read, uh, we're going to rotate. Neil's going to go first. He's going to read his his so what. And then we've got Nikki Caps. Caps, you over there? You're live? Yeah, I'm good. You got to get in that microphone. Yeah. Split it. Split it. So right. so you want to like, you know, you don't have to kiss each other, but you can go. We got a caller Yeah, first. why don't we get to our caller first? You want to get to our caller first? Yeah. What's our caller's name? We got uh, Jake in Syracuse. Jake the Snake. Come on. Hey, hey guys. Um, going to go a little off topic here, but the quarterback for Oklahoma coming out has said he's you know, intends to play baseball. Um, and I'll take your thoughts off the air, but if you were an NFL team, would you use a seventh-round draft pick on him just to claim his rights? Thanks for taking my call. Well, you know, this uh, all the way back since John Elway, when people threatened to do this as baseball, usually there's a, um, a particular sport the guy shines in more than the other. They can be really, really good in, in one, and, but and great in another. And, and if he's a... He was a top ten pick in the was, MLB draft. Yeah, right. He's, <laughs> he's, I think he's a economics. baseball guy. He is a baseball guy. Well, that's probably why he's announced he's going to do that. Um, uh, he signed. He signed some kind of contract with Oakland that was like, yeah, we'll we'll let you play football this year, but like then you're done. Like, yeah. it's yeah. cute. Like, have fun, but yeah. you're done after this. Well, Elway did it as a tool to not have to play for the team he didn't want to play in the NFL. Right. right. Um, so he threatened to go pitch for the Yankees, and he had like a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. So, um, But he, he fully just used that leverage in order to go, not have to go to Baltimore. Um, I don't know enough about this guy, but if I'm going to pick which sport I want to play for a career and maximize my income, I'm definitely playing baseball. <laughs> I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm not going to have 300-pound men. There are so many factors that lead into playing baseball. Right. But if I'm the NFL team, I don't think that I use a seventh-round pick. Just 
even a seventh round pick has value in the NFL, yeah. like serious value. Seventh round picks turn into players every year, and I, it, if you draft Murray with that pick, you're kind of throwing it away. He's a top ten MLB pick. I don't think he's coming to your NFL team out of nowhere. But plus, even if he did decide he wants to play football, I feel like teams would use higher than a seventh round pick on him. I'd rather like, play baseball, get paid the same, and not get hit in the head. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I think that's the choice yeah. he's making, right? He's making the right choice. Simple economics, this decision. Well, there's that call. Let's play so what? Let's go first. All right, after Baker Mayfield made comments about Hugh Jackson getting a job with the rival Cincinnati Bengals, Damian Woody said on first take, he needs to grow up. Didn't you transfer from Texas Tech to their rival Oklahoma? Mayfield then responded on Instagram by saying, not even comparable. I didn't lose 30-plus games. Be fake and then do that. I wasn't going to have a scholarship. Good try, though, buddy. Well, let's let's straighten this out because there are two things I'm going to um, pro and con against Mayfield, and I'll tell you why. When Baker Mayfield was playing and transferred, he was at, I think it's Texas Tech. Um, he was at Tech, and they decided going into the year he transferred, they were not going to give him a full scholarship. And therefore, they were not protecting him. He's a quarterback at a Division One school, and they were not. So he said, hey, if you don't give me a full scholarship, I'm going to transfer. So he did what he had to do. The big difference here is Hugh got fired. He didn't have a choice of where to go. He was sent out. So I promise you that if next season, if let's say things, and, and, and Cleveland has been playing way better than anybody imagined they were, they're, they're really playing well. They could be an over 500 team or a 500 team from having no wins last year. Well, I don't think that's ever been done. Um, so so let, let's take our hats off to this kid. He's gutty and he's doing well. But if he gets cut, He's going to go to whatever team, if no one offers him, and some other team in his division offers him a job to pay him millions of dollars to play quarterback for that team, he's going to take that job. You can't say that Hugh taking that position when he was fired and needs a job, you know, this guy's making a living. So he went where the availability was. Um, obviously, they did not have a very good good relationship while he was there, and I don't know enough about it to make an opinion on it. But I don't blame either one of them for you know for for the moves that they made. They made the moves that necessitated the circumstances around their individual um, um, yeah um, g- gigs. I gotta say, I, I hate how hypocritical we are about this. Like, we always want our, our quarterbacks to be more flashy and more personable, and then Baker Mayfield is, and we're like, no, 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 go stop this. Like, yeah. stop being ridiculous and like. Just let him do whatever the hell he wants. Like it's it's so much more fun when he plants flags at midfield and calls out his former coach. Like just let him do this. Who cares? Yeah. The thing I'm interested about, like, what is his real beef with Hugh Jackson that he developed in six months that he sucked his job? Yeah, but like he wasn't even really there for that. He was there for a moderately decent part, like maybe the <laughs> best three months of Hugh Jackson's career. <laughs> Hugh Jackson didn't win a game last year. And Baker wasn't there for that, and he seems to be holding that against him. It's just kind of a weird thing. I get the feeling... Um, <clears throat> you didn't win a game, now I'm stuck in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that what you're getting at? No, no, that's not what I'm getting at. I get the feeling that for some reason, you know, uh, it only takes four or five really big Hollywood actors to ruin it for the rest of us. You show up on set, and they come running up, and they go, Mr. Baldwin, can I, can I get you your coffee? Can I get you this? And they park your car. Do you want your car washed while you're here? But you look at them and go, no, man, just just bring the clothes in my room. I'll change. I'll go do my lines, and I'll go home. I don't need any preferential treatment. I don't cut people online at lunch. I don't do all this nonsense. Then you get the guy that shows up and goes, yeah, I want someone to go back and wash all my cars in my driveway. 
and I want someone to go shine. I'm going to bring all my shoes. My assistant's going to bring them here, and I want them all shined with a nice chamois every day. You know, but, and you look at the guy because he's such a jerk. So I don't know what happened when Baker got there. I don't know what kind of circumstances that he, you know, happened to him. But obviously something didn't wash well with these two. Either he didn't you know, roll out enough of a red carpet because Baker Mayfield was used to having a red carpet. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, big star, played in a big game, came very, very close, a lot of national attention. I don't know. I if don't you know. watch Hard Knocks, he got the red carpet when he got to Cleveland. Well, I don't know. but so As much so, of a red carpet as there is. Yeah. So, so, not so, the starting job, though. Yeah, not no. the starting job. And did he get it from you? Did he get it from you? Caps, if you say one more word, I'm going to have you killed. So you want me to go up next right now? I think you should. You go, ready for I think it? You should go, Caps. What do you got? All right, I got Texas A&M was fined fifty thousand dollars for the fans rushing the field after the Big Seven OT win over LSU. This fun. is also one of those stupid things. Yeah, we're like, oh, have fun at sports, and then who, you have fun at sports and who, you get fined. Who find them? The, uh, the, the conference, conference yeah, right? Conference, yeah. The yeah. conference find them because what they were supposed to be able to hold back all those kids after yes. a seven OT game. Yes. They, the conference has said it is very dangerous to let people on the field. Don't let people on the field, and then they find them. Do you think this is related to Kevin Falk and the A&M no, person it, getting no, in a fight? It, I'm pretty sure it happened up here at, at some point or another. I don't know if it's an ACC rule, but maybe it was a Big East rule. Did Syracuse they get didn't, fined when they rushed the field I don't for think after the Clemson game, but I, I believe there was some fallout uh, from a Big East game. Prior or the and, three times teams or the three times fans rushed the court two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it happens in the <laughs> ACC, but I think the old Big East had a rule about it. You know, I, I, I'm I'm still not a hundred percent sure how I feel about when when you go as far as hiding a sharpie in your in your gear to sign the ball and throw it up in it or do it. You know, I mean, I've seen some pretty funny ones, but I can remember the the best of all for me was Billy White Shoes Johnson. Who was a punt and kickoff returner for Atlanta, and he did this great dance. You got to pull it up. You know it. I mean, I've seen it before. He does this. He did this whole dance in the in the end zone, and, and we lived for it. When he got every time a kick went up, you're like, "Are we going to see the dance?" Now they got guys doing swimming upstream as a team, and they fall down. But but you know when the Smurfs did their thing, and it it, it was good for the game. It was good for it was good for everybody. as long as it's not going to take too much time, and you're not taunting the other guys because they feel bad they just set up a touchdown. So you know shouldn't put the ball in their face or do anything to them. But this is part of the game, man. This is what this is what makes it great. And at the end of an NCAA big game. If they didn't pull the goalpost down when I was a kid, you choked. You know, you're supposed to pull those bad boys, one of them, down to the ground. They got the money. They just won a bowl game. They'll fix it. You know? <laughs> They'll figure I mean, it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's know? what you live for as a fan at the game. And when you're watching it at home and you're, like, trying to feel that atmosphere, you want the ESPN pan out, right, of all the fans on the field and the goalpost down. And, like, it's exciting. Where where does it end, though? You know, warning, putting the orange paint on your face can cause skin cancer. The NCAA is going to ban... <laughs> You know, give me a break. There's guys up in you know that watch games. Uh, you know, in teams that play outside that are that are shirtless in the snow. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't ban them because they might. Come on, man, have some fun with it. Jeez, what do you got, Forrest? Uh, last night on Yankees Hot Stove, Hal Snyder was asked about the comments he made about Manny Machado saying he's not Johnny Hustle and how they it was troubling, and he had this to say. Any guy we look at, whether it's a $10 million guy or a $300 million guy, those comments would be troubling and, and they need to be addressed. Uh, I, th- I think it's gonna, really going to be up to Cashman, sitting down with him and me, hopefully, face-to-face, and, and really trying to get an explanation as to 
what was the context of, of when he answered that question? I mean, were, were, were there things that weren't printed? I mean, what were you trying to say? Um, how do you explain yourself? Um, do you understand that this kind of stuff concerns a lot of our fans, if not most of our fans? Um, you know, there needs to be a sit down before we're coming. He might but be again, the most boring person in sports. Yeah, one of the free agents or potential trade where makeup issues, work issues are a concern. And, you know, that's always a part any person we're going to bring into this environment. Hang on, everybody. We're going to play it back in Chinese for him, too. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to say in the um, – this is a total solvent, um for me. But but I will say that uh, in the one to five scale in this competition, you you, you, you definitely got one point just because you had something to go to audio, which is which is very rare for you. So the other four points were flushed right down the toilet, though. So you scored a one on that one. Terrible story. Um, anybody else? <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else? I'm not surprised he picked the Yankees fight. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of all the things in sports right now. I, so what? So what? <laughs> Bing. Whatever. Here comes here comes Caps. Right, trying uh, to close the gap. We got, so Kawhi Leonard responds to Greg Popovich's comments about him saying that he's not a leader, and he responds by saying, I guess when you're not playing, they forget how you lead. Speaking of boring sound bites, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard and Greg Popovich. I mean, <laughs> the two quietest guys in sports. I'm, I'm trying to, the only thing about it, um, it's a semi-so what, uh, but the the only thing about it that is intriguing to me is I know Pop. I've known him for many years, um, and and I've spent a lot of time in that locker room. David Robinson was a very good friend of mine, and and so I I, I gotta wonder why is he bother engaging anything to do with Kawhi is gone. He's a headache that was there. They knew they weren't going to get anything for him. He was definitely going to leave. So if they kept him, they worried about the cancer kind of thing. And Popovich is a, you know, a legendary coach. It's very well respected. Why? I'm just very surprised he even engaged any of this. Pop is more interesting over a glass of wine than he is in a post game press conference, right? Yeah, for sure. Much more interesting. And he has great stories. I can imagine. Yeah, he's got great stories. I mean, the stuff that really goes on, the the massaging they have to do to these guys, no athlete in any pro sport compares to basketball. And the reason for that is because, and that's why they're the highest paid athlete. It's sheer mathematics. There's only 12 of them on a team. It's the most elite team sport there is, and they make the most money because there's only 12 on a team. In football, there's 45. In, in hockey and in, and in baseball, there's 25. And there's only 12 of these guys. So... <laughs> You know, they have individual stretching people and they've got, you know, I mean, like it's it's unbelievable. You know, and when you come on a team and you're a guy like LeBron, you know, they will throw stuff in your perk package that is inc- insane. Only acting or singers get anything near. <laughs> no, seriously, because I've worked with, not that I ever was that guy. I've had an assistant before if I had a bulk of the dialogue and you literally can't get things done like your laundry and your regular stuff and your dogs and you know and so you get a guy who gets to drive you to work who then run does all that stuff for you and does your banking and does your because you can't physically do it you're working 17 hours a day 6 days a week for 8 weeks on a movie and your life just shuts down because you've got 9 pages of dialogue a day same as a bat but a basketball guy oh my god they have you know nutritionists and individual trainers and they're they're chauffeured everywhere but I, man if i was 6 inches taller i would have owned it <laughs> Would have owned it with my J. Come on. All right. So we're going to go. You want to go to break and come yeah, back with the wild let's cards? Let's go to break and we're going to come back with the last wild card. Uh, uh, this is close to a toss up right now. It is. It's close to a toss up. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. We're back. All right, Forrest. This is your big, you know, 
I got to say, we're in a neck-to-neck battle right now. We'll be voting, the three of us, on who dominates this uh, So What competition. Forrest, your wild card entry, please. Elon Musk said after a number of breakthroughs in a SpaceX rocket company that there's a 70% likelihood that he will go to Mars and he might even move there. I have heard this. I read this article. Um, you know what? I'm, I might. Here we go. Watch this. That's what I'm going to say about it. I'm going to I'm going to hold I'm going to reserve rights to this right now. I'm going to explain why. Give us yours. Go ahead, Caps. What's your wild card? All right. Um I got the Louisiana couple wins 1.8 million dollars off of an old lottery ticket they found while cleaning their house during Thanksgiving. The ticket was 2 weeks away from expiring. What? <laughs> Wait, and they was it their ticket or they just Yeah, fe- no, it was theirs. Yeah. How old was this ticket? Like It was years? in June. Oh, okay. So, so it's like the, six the, months old. Yeah, the lottery was in June, and then they found it with two weeks left to That's cash That's amazing. It. it is pretty crazy They were story. just sitting on, what was it, $1.8 million? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Could, you imagine, it worth could you imagine if they had found it two weeks late? Like, if they found it the day after, they look at the expiration date, and they're just like, missed out on... Yeah, I might like that story better. winner? <laughs> I, think so. I think so. I feel terrible yeah, for it, but cool. I would like it better. All right, so I need a judgment quickly. I like most Elon Musk stories because no, no, most no, of the time. No, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me do this. Let me <laughs> tell me. Yeah, now you ahead. have the option. I'm going to give Seth or Josh the option to pick up this flag. You ready? There's the yellow flag on the play right now. Okay. Every morning, I text Neil stories. Oh, no. Wait your turn. I no. text Neil stories. There's the Elon Musk texted from me to Neil. Oh, no. Right there, the 70% chance Josh headline. does the same thing, and no one says a word when he does it. Josh There's does my the text same to Neil thing. bringing this story to his. So is that plagiarism? We'll see. I like the Elon Musk story because anytime Elon Musk says anything, you know there's a solid 80% chance it's not happening. Oh, totally. Because like, he's going to live like, on Mars. But I like that he's confident. Like He's going to build a 15-minute tunnel chance. from downtown LA to Dodger Stadium. You know like, I love that he's confident. You know what I like about that, though? When someone says there's a 50-50 chance, you know you're rolling the bones. When they start going below that. But when they get into 77 out of 10, you start going... Hey man, maybe we're gonna live on Mars. You know, like, but it's not a ninety-nine percent. <laughs> like, no it's so brilliant to say seventy. Yeah, why would you pick seventy? I, that's what, what I mean. What, it's, it's what so great. brings you to that number? That seven out of ten lives I'd be living on Mars. Uh, so, so, so that's the beauty of it. But the I question take is, that chance, by the, the way. question is, is this plagiarism? No, well, I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's show prep. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's collaboration. Don't you want to listen to you? Yeah, but not, <laughs> not, not for him. That's supposed to be the blah blah blah. These are articles he's supposed to print up for me to give for me to talk about on the show. He's already printed this article up. It's back in the pile of we're still supposed to go through it. <laughs> Josh has yeah. it right in front of him. <laughs> so these are articles that I do the homework and find. Then I send to him and he writes them. And then we see if we get to them. If we don't get to them on the show, we save them and they and they continue to be in a pile where I go get to go. Because this is a timeless one. I don't have, I'm not married to the Yankees. You're going to play two more games after this happens. Elon's going to either go up and live on Mars or he's not. I'd be willing to bet that he doesn't. I'm throwing a flag on it. I think you plagiarized. I think you stole my story. So does Josh plagiarize on every single so what he does? Because that's what he does most of the time. He said he takes my stories. I send them. I don't send them. He's throwing me when I make the the story. He said use stories that Baldwin does that he doesn't get to use. you, You took that. You took that story out of my option package. That's my story. Plagiarize. All right. All right. Vote. So does that disqualify Neil? I don't. I think it I'm, does. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I, I reported the evidence to the team. 
I reported it to my two co-workers. We will now vote. You have uh, either Nikki Caps or Forrest Gump. I'll take Caps. Caps gets one vote. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nick. Caps gets two votes. I like the lottery. Votes. I like the lottery yeah. story. I like the lottery story. And the Machado was a was a knock. The soundbite was a knockdown for yeah, me. Yeah, it was a it's long soundbite. Long and yeah. boring. It was a long soundbite. You're struggling right now because I'm going with Caps. It's unanimous. Is that back to back Caps? Oh no. Uh, yeah, it is back to back. That's back to back Caps streaking up the sideline. All right, for you're not shot, you're not you're not rattled by it at all, are you, Mars? No, I'm not scared of him. No, you're not. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> He's stone faced. <laughs> what happened the last time someone tried to take my job? Yeah, Salzone got booted. Yeah. Salzone got put, got the boot. Joe Salzone with that huge uh, Gomez and Lisa show he does in the morning. They're gigantic. They're huge. All right, on that note, before Seth soils himself, I'm going to go to break. <laughs> this is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. So, Ohio State's got to be the favorite at home against Syracuse now. I mean, yeah, they, Definitely. I, I yeah. would think so. I mean, they're number one in the country. Didn't you see those rankings? That came <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, what do they rank? Like twentieth, twenty something, twenty something, third. I'd take a guess. They gotta be. A, oh, they, yeah, got, they gotta be a favorite at home right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on what's been going on with Syracuse and everything, ESPN's given like a sixty something percent chance to win. I, 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 I'm, you know, I, I'm going to wait to hear what the line is, and so I guess we're not going to pick until we get the line better. We'll text it, and we'll make it count as a text for us against a, um, against a, our record here. Ohio but, State's 16th. Are they 16th? In the, in the AP poll. Wow. Didn't, I thought they moved down from last week. I've got the... Yeah, they're 16 now. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Syracuse, are they, uh, did they fall out of the top 25? Yeah, they're not in they're the top out, 25. They're out, right? I figured. Um, SU football... Lots of talk going on, Josh, about where, obviously, we're going. Um, the logical fit, because when you talk about where we're going to drive a crowd, although I wasn't that impressed with what we did uh, crowd-wise against Notre Dame, um, uh, would be the pinstripe bowl. But I think it's better for the program. It's probably a better fit, in my opinion, that they go to the Camping World Bowl and they go down to Orlando. We have a presence uh, in the state of New York in Florida. Um, uh, but there's also a possibility of the Sun Bowl has come out. You know, and, and and a few people are projecting that we're going down to El Paso, which I don't imagine we're going to travel greatly to El Paso. Um, and I don't know what that would mean for the program. But is going to the Sun Bowl um, or, or certainly going to the Camping World Bowl, isn't that an upgrade from going to the pinstripe? The Camping World Bowl totally is. The Sun Bowl's not. Yeah. No? Sun Bowl's no. been around a long time. No, Texas's pinstripe bowl? I've got a, I've got a, a theory here that—, that Bowl season, as we know, ESPN creation and and moneymaker and promotion and pushed, uh, you know, out out the wazoo by ESPN. Uh, the Sun Bowl is like the one bowl game that's not on ESPN. And so, what's the bowl game that's not going to get any attention? If you know, in, in the sports world, on that day, the Sun Bowl. So, well, someone's going to cover it TV wise. No, it's uh, it's on CBS. Like it's on TV. It's on a network. It's right. it's going to get to a lot of people. But like. When you're looking at bowl games and the bowl season and the ones that are promoted more, it's the ones that are on ESPN. I, I think that matters. Okay. That's a but, good point. Well, well, okay, so you say that, and I understand your logic in it, but um, CBS is going to pay a premium, sure. I'm sure, to have that. A, a non-ESPN, does, it, does that mean more dollars to the university because they're on CBS versus ESPN, a cable, no a cable network? Yeah, but we're talking national exposure, though, I think, right? And CBS, is, CBS is free. It's it, it's everyone gets it right, 
But it's more exposure to be as, on CBS. As a college football fan, for the next three weeks, right, you'll hear you're more about it on right, ESPN. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're drinking that Kool Aid, and then you. you're like, "Where's the Sun Bowl? Why is it on ESPN you. or ESPN two? Right. So ESPN is not going to advertise for the Sun right. Bowl and their free spots and stuff to get you to drive you to watch it. I get it. Um, you know, I don't. I don't. This is one of those uh, um, algorithms that you know I'm not familiar with. Now, you know, I mean, obviously. You have to have cable television to get ESPN. You have to have a coat hanger to get CBS. So, you know, I mean, where where does that lie? How much money is CBS gonna gonna pay? I don't know what the payout to go to the Sun Bowl is. I imagine because it's CBS, it's probably a decent payout because they don't have that many games. I'm sure we can look that up. I think um, it's our only bowl game. And then and then opponents, we have uh, um, West Virginia keeps coming up as the, as a probable opponent. Of That's ours. the team I, you want to play. We want to play West Virginia, and we want to play in the camping world, I think. Right. You play in a shootout. Both teams score 40 or 50 points. It's fun. It's probably the game everyone ends up turning on because it's an overtime or Will Greer's throwing for eight touchdowns and Eric Dungy's run for five, and it's just some ridiculous shootout. That's Old probably school rivalry. Oh. Last question leading That's what in, I want. <laughs> last question leading into the next time we see you. Um, we've had all of our fun with Dungy and the Heisman talk and blah, blah, blah. Does Eric Dungy play backup? Does he have a career in the NFL? No. No? Not even going to go? Uh, I, I'm i sure he's in a camp next summer. Right. I but he's not going to find a team. I don't think he makes a team. Not really? on the practice squad. Like, actually makes a roster now. Wow, that's interesting. I agree. I don't think he's a good enough thrower. Yeah. He's, he's not pure a pocket, thrower. Yeah. I think they'll work with him. I think that he has the, he's a, you know, he's a, I think he could be a prototypical, you know, backup guy. He's, a, you know, I think he's going to be a journeyman and Nathan Peterman kind of, you know, and hopefully he doesn't throw five interceptions in the game. But I think he might find a place. I think he might. Uh, he merits definitely tryouts for sure uh, with what he's done here and his numbers and everything. So we'll see. All right. Listen, we're not on tomorrow. Uh, I am uh, in Texas doing my talk shows that I do monthly, and I'll be back on Thursday. Thank you for listening.